Hey everyone, welcome back to Always Sunny. It's me, your host, Sunny Vega. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We're going to be doing things a little bit different this time. Because of the awesome conversation I had with my guests this episode, things went a little bit long. I took a poll on social media and y'all have spoken. You guys would rather have a two-part episode than a super long episode. So here we go. This is part one of episode 11. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. It's going to be awesome. And as always, explicit content ahead. If you don't really like that stuff, too fucking bad. Enjoy the show. So, I come from a very typical Hispanic family. And by that, I mean a shit ton of relatives. Just a ton of relatives. <laughs> My dad had like 18 brothers. I don't oh know. I don't know how many. <laughs> that's that's an overstatement. <laughs> it was probably more like seven or eight, but still. Fuck. That's a fucking a lot. Absolutely. And uh, my grandparents had kids still going on. They still had kids close to when my dad had me. Oh, shit. So I have uncles. Like I had uncles that were closer to like brothers to me than my actual uncles. Now, I still called him uncle out of respect, you know, Hispanic culture. Deal yeah. this, deal yeah. that. Well, I am a product of my uncle's time. I thought whatever they thought was cool was cool. So the breakdancing era was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. And I was yes. already past that. You know, I was you know I was born in 86. By the time I remember stuff like six, seven years old, breakdancing already died the fuck out. So saying, like I was saying, like a product of that era fucking prince yes. loved it i was jamming prince i was jamming cameo fucking oh my God. Word up. Word up. <laughs> <laughs> super into it i fucking love that shit and you know like i'm so jealous of that dude's mustache for anybody who's never seen cameo Yo. look up cameo look up that dude's mustache he's the black hulk hogan like for real though <laughs> That mustache and that fucking what what that what you, hair? No, what do you guys call it over your wieners? Dicks? <laughs> no, uh, uh, foreskin. No! Oh my god! No, the thing that he was wearing in the videos. Oh, underwear, kind no, of. Uh, what like are, they were like a cup. It was like a cup. It was like a red leotard. Like, yes, thing. but I feel like I could knock on it, like. <laughs> Like it's hard? Yeah. But he's not hard. It's hard. No, it's hard. Like it's like a dick shield. Like a some kind of like bald dick keeper. Sunny, the show that feels like less of a show and more like a bar crawl. I am your host, Sunny Vega, and with me as always, Nicole Wiley here. Here we are, episode 11. You've 11. Made it. We've made it. Yes. It's a good time. Dude, fucking 11 episodes. It's so weird, right? I know. And we're still consistently drunk. I know. <laughs> oh, shit. People are starting to wonder if we just live drunk. Like, <laughs> this is just us. Uh, well, which leads me to two different things. Here we go. 
Number one, talking about funk music with cameo, Prince, you know, yes. all this stuff. My guest in this episode happens to be the basis for one of the greatest, what we like to call it, heavy funk bands of all time. The moment I heard this band, I fell in love with them. I've been a fan of, of them for years. Today's guest is Mike Landry of Bad Rabbits and his other band, Crowded Rooms. You guys are in for a fucking treat. This was such a great episode. Yo, bad fucking rabbits, though. Bad rabbits. Like, I heard of them from Sunny, and when I listened to them, that funk, though. Yeah, it makes you want to shake your ass. No, absolutely. For real. Like, I remember the first time hearing Bad Rabbits. I was was on tour with the guys. Somebody put them on, and I was, you know, just sitting in my chair, and I was just like, yo, what is this? Like, this is... This is fucking good. Like, this reminds me of my childhood, but yet, like, there's such, like, a like a heavy influence to it. If you have not listened to Bad Rabbits, do yourself the fucking favor. Look them up right now. They're so good. I mean, these guys can play on Warped Tour, which they did in 2014. They're able to play, like, you know, hardcore punk bands, and they also can play, you know, they appeal to this, like, funk side that just feels like classic classic funk music and it's there's just this line that they walk that not a lot of bands can walk and they do it so well it's so fucking good i I can't i can't talk them up enough it's that song can't fool me Mm. oh my god girl can't oh i fucked it up already (laughs) oh my god (laughs) don't you do it don't you fuck that Um, shit up i'm done i'm not to fuck it up no, that fucking song, though, like, it reminded me of, it kind of reminded me of New Edition from back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it just had that kind of feel. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. Y'all check that shit out. Bad Rabbits. Yeah, there's a song called uh, We Can Roll. Uh, and if you look yes. at the music video on YouTube, I mean, you would you would think this was a hardcore band if you had if you had it on mute. Like, people are stage diving. People are fucking slamming into each other. Like, the energy looks like a, you know, looks like a fucking comeback kid show. Mm-hmm. But then you press play and you get that, like, funk feeling. And you get to I hear that it. vibe. And it just makes you just want to, you know, just clap your ass cheeks. Absolutely. Yeah, it really does. that ass. For real. I would clap that ass for Bad Rabbits. I've tried. I don't do it very well. But I can't I, I've either. Tried to do it. I mean, I've tried. I've looked up like YouTube videos on how to make your ass cheeks clap. Like no joke. Like I've tried. I can I make ha- my thighs clap, but I like, can't make my ass cheeks clap. No, like I have this mirror in my hallway, and then one day I was like, "I'm gonna do it." I'm gonna do it. I could not do it, but then the next day I woke up sore shit, and I was like, "Why does my ass hurt?" <laughs> Because I tried to make that ass clap, and I could not, unfortunately. Thanks, Bad Rabbits. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried, Bad Rabbits. I tried. But I can't do it. <laughs> we'll be the ones at the back of the show, at the Bad Rabbits show, by the exit, closest to the bathrooms. Absolutely. <laughs> That's where we belong. We're not in the front clap no. our ass cheeks. Oh, my God. Definitely not anymore, being like in my mid-30s. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I no. need a beeline to the exit and a beeline to the shitter absolutely that's where i I live that's my that's my my spot i want to pee and i want to go home Mm -hmm. i mean a decent hour 
Yes. I'm, I'm going to watch most of Bad Rabbit's set, but I'm not there for the encore. I'm, no, I'm gone. No, Like, encore, I'm sorry. I'm too old I'm for not, that. I'm out of there. Y'all have a good time. You know, the be safe driving gonna home. not going to stay that late. She still has no. school the next day. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, Gotta go home. Y'all have a good time. I support you. <laughs> be safe. I'll, I'll pick up a shirt on the way out. Don't worry. Yeah. Man. You know, it's good. <laughs> but I'm going to go home. And then I'm going to go to bed. Well, like I said, so that leads off to two ways. The one way was talking about the heavy funk and our amazing guest, Mike Landry, who is, I had such a great time with this guy, man. He's such a sweetheart. He is so fucking funny. Right off the back, I never met this guy before. I had no connection with him. And right off the back, as soon as we start recording, I just felt like I was talking to an old friend. It was so much fun. It was man. a good episode. So I, good. I feel like I say that all the time. I know. You, I think you're my biggest fan. I, I fucking love the show, though. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> like, I know I'm kind of biased and you're my best friend, but. It's okay. I, do, I appreciate like, it. Like, it's fucking funny, man. <laughs> like, and I watched the show and even like not the parts you know excluding the intro and the outro like the actual core of it the meat and potatoes yes the meat and potatoes of the show when you interview people i'm just like oh damn like i feel like i'm part of it like i'm having a drink and i'm just like i'm fucking hanging out and sometimes like i respond like y'all motherfuckers are in the room with me and i'm like oh wait they're not and just talking to my cat okay it's whatever uh, and the second thing I want to talk about is we were talking about hustle and flow. Yes. This is how we party. We are nostalgic as fuck. We try to listen to music that reminds us of the days when we actually kind of could shake our asses. So <laughs> with that being said, earlier this week, I, I, I watched, uh, I introduced my daughter to this fantastic fucking movie called Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook fucking, uh, you know, based off the classic, you know, comic series, such a great movie. And the music was great in it. And there's this group in it. It was a fake movie group. It consists of Seth Green, Brecken Meyer, Donald Fiezon. Anyways, they played this like boy band called Azure. The song is called <laughs> Backdoor Lover. And I still jam it. Like I listen to it like it's a real fucking band. Like the song is like back door lover. Like it's just your typical like nineties pop music ballad. So it made me think of a segment, which is talking about our favorite songs from our favorite fake movie slash TV bands. Yes. I think it's a good segment. I think it is. And we're going to talk more it's about fun. it yes. after the interview. Absolutely. So for right now, Listeners, enjoy episode 11 with my friend, my new friend. Oh, oh I made a friend. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's hard to make friends in a pandemic, but I did it. You did it. <laughs> my you new friend. You did it. An episode 11 guest, Mike Landry of Bad Rabbits and Crowded Rooms. Down. 
It, it sounds good. You look beautiful. You're a lot sexier on the computer, but I'm not going to fault you for it. <laughs> I can't help it. I mean, it's, the, you know, I have a hot body. <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, it's good to finally see you. And, and well, I mean, I was going to say in person, but Zoom person, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a really cool hinge date. Um, you know, I think we spent <laughs> two weeks texting each other, you know, sweet, sweet nothings. And here we are. And now it's just very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you, how are you supposed to like meet anyone right now? Do you have to hinge like over Zoom and stuff? That's fucking uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. And then like, when you get to the point of being like, well, let's meet in person. Then you're kind of nervous because you're like, does this Am bitch watch? Yeah, like, this motherfucker better wash his hands and his ass. <laughs> I do neither. So everyone loses. Ugh, sorry, I'm getting the party started. I chugged a Bud Light seltzer as I was getting this ready because I was like, I can't, I can't start this sober, man. I got to chug this shit before I call him. See, this is cute. Dude, this is so cute right now. This is cute as hell. Like all of us are nervous. We're both nervous. We're just speaking to each other for the first time. We got, you know, I'm blushing right now. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's something else, man. I, I I dig it. I always I get excited because of the pandemic. Like this, like starting this podcast has like helped me really, like 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 mental health wise. Like it, like this is. Cause I don't fuck everybody I work with, honestly, but like this, like it's the only time I like talk with people that I actually enjoy. Like, you know, I, I love my family, but you know, it's whatever. I see them all the time. Like this is the only like, yeah, I have to. Right. So this is like the only real interaction that I have other than like me making memes on fucking Instagram and shit, which I'll just do all goddamn day. Cause I'm like, please like my shit. Please. I need validation from y'all. Please well, like it. Dude, it works because they're absolutely fantastic. When you sent me that, you sent me that meme today, I was like, "Why is he sending me a screenshot of a post?" And it took me like five minutes of looking at it, like, "What is the matter with me?" And then I realized over in the corner, it's Bernie fucking Sanders. Absolute A plus, man. A, a plus work, hands down. I try to make it look as natural as possible, man. I, I, I do. Yeah, I mean it. It's tough to socialize at the moment. So, I mean, I could see how it helps, A, content, because uh, it is impossible to do anything creative at the moment. And also, B, like, you have to, like, talk to people. You just gotta else it's like you're just home every day after work you go straight to work you work you go home sleep eat for like over a year it's it's absolutely madness yeah yeah it's it's wild man and you know i got lucky that i started i started this podcast literally like a month or two before the pod or before the but the before everything hit with covid for the lockdowns. And so I, I released three episodes <clears throat> and then um, one of them being Matt Covey, our mutual friend um, from such gold and shy Halud and every other fucking band in the world. Um, and so 
once the pandemic, you know, everything got serious, I took time off. Like I just started this podcast. I started getting things rolling, was on my third episode. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta concentrate, you know, and like be like a good husband and a good dad and, you know, focus on the home stuff for a little bit. So I took like a four month hiatus. So like I released three episodes and then I was like, that's all folks. You know, everybody's <laughs> like, okay, well that was a fun fucking podcast, I guess, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I was lucky enough that like after I took that four month hiatus, I came back and I still had, I still had some loyal listeners because it's my parents and I have like a hundred uncles and a hundred aunts. So like, they're always going to be there for me. So they're just going to listen to my podcast and make me feel good. Cause I'm like, Oh, I got a hundred, got a hundred of likes and listens on this podcast. But really it's, it's all like blood related listeners. It still fucking counts. It's like my fucking content. Who cares? And it's great because it sounds like every other like kind of hobby I've ever had where you're like super deep in it for like three months. You get all the gear, you do a few of them. You're like, yeah, this is it. I found something I love. And then you just stop and you throw everything in the closet <laughs> and you're like, well, I guess I'll love something else in a week. Like, and then you stopped and then you're like, you know what? I actually like this. I'm going to come back to it. And you know what, man? I'm proud. I'm a proud papa right now. Look at you. You're flourishing in this atmosphere. It's beautiful. It's that's pretty much my life in a nutshell. Like my 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 musical career was that. Like I played bass for a few months and I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then I put it up. And then like my friends are like, no, you gotta play some more. And then I was in a band and toured the world for 10 fucking years. That was it. And I was like, okay, I, I don't want to do this anymore, but I guess I'll do it with my friends for the next 10 years. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Cause I feel like everyone who's played in anything for over 10 years, like you're just so like slammed down, whipped, totally oh, dude. in, you know, you, you know, like as a, a kid and everything, you're so excited cause it's new and you're like hanging out with your friends. And as soon as it changes into like the whole, like grown up end of it, you realize how you're just like, holy shit, this industry is a nightmare. Everything about it is just trash. But unforgiving, dude. Unforgiving. Yeah. And I put up with it for a decade. By the end of it, I was fucking done, dude. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a kid. I guess it's a great excuse to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Peace. Dude, I'm searching still. I'm still looking. I'm like, I need to like either like chop off a hand, uh, a serious car accident. Like, give me something. Give me like some legitimate reason so I can be like, you know what? You can't really do it anymore. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yet you keep doing it and you're like, all right, you have those like quick like flashes still of like, okay, this is like why. I enjoy this a lot, but let me tell you, as you get older, as you obviously know too, those flashes get smaller and smaller and smaller as you hate more and more about what you do. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that's not like the same fucking, unless you're John Mayer, all right? And you're like, (laughs) everything's great. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Every album I'm going to ever make is kind of sell at least 200,000 copies. Yep. It's great. You love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, many times, you know, in the very beginning, 
it was like, whatever, I can live off a fucking $5 per diem. This is fucking great. This is the time of my life. <laughs> and towards the end, I, I, I spent more time sitting alone at five guys eating a burger, just depressed as fuck. <laughs> five bucks. Wait, you got paid? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, I've been in the wrong. I've been in the wrong grooves, man. Five dollars is five dollars. I would do a lot of things for two fifty. Never mind five dollars. Dude, dollar menu, man, ate like a fucking king, bro. <laughs> ate like a king. Uh, so this uh, uh, group I was in, we like changed through drummers a ton and we had this kid who was like at the time he was like i don't know like 21 22 and the rest of us were 28 or so and it's a three-piece band so drummer me singer blah 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 guitarist and uh this kid joins the band and i remember we had like a two three week like tough tour like absolute all handle it all on your own crappy places across the country you grind (laughs) it out right and i enjoy that stuff honestly because i love to fucking travel and like survive i love to survive like you're going like all right i got two bucks i'm gonna eat some tuna packets for lunch you love poverty (laughs) yeah right i well no it's exciting to like see like how can i do it i'm gonna see the bathroom tonight (laughs) So this Where kid, tonight? This is an adventure. So the, the group I was in, the first show this kid ever played on drums, well, hi, we opened up for Seether at the uh, Hampton Beach yeah. Ballroom. And like, it, it was sweet. Show was packed, right? This kid was just like, oh my God, I'm doing it this is amazing. This is everything I've ever wanted. Like he was so excited. Green room stuff. There's actually food in the green room, like all of that stuff. Right. Even I was like, shit, there's food in the green room. This is cool. Yeah. And so pumped. And then it was like immediately after that, we had to hop on this like piece of shit tour. And I remember like a week into it, we were sitting at a Starbucks and he looks at me across the table and he just goes, I can't do this. He's like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. And I just remember just laughing at him and be like, dude, welcome. This is what this is the dream, baby. What are you talking? You this shit, that's showbiz, baby. I don't know what you're upset about. But it's like, it's such an to me, it's like you gotta love it. You gotta like really fucking love it. Because if if you don't, you're a psychopath for fucking trying to do it. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll tear you apart. Like, really, the music industry does nobody any fucking favors, man. I mean, it's it's literally designed to rip you apart and to make you figure out whether you want a normal life and be happy or struggle for a really long fucking time <laughs> until you're like, I think I'm happy, but I kind of forgot what happiness feels like. <laughs> it's like, I'm happy, except, holy shit, I'm hungry. And I have to handle the rent. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you kind of have to have equals of fucking, you know, uh, passion and also like I'm an adult. I need to survive. I mean, I don't know. 
It's fucking absolutely wild. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's exactly, like I said, the story of my life, man, you know, like I, I was all giddy for touring and I love touring, you know, some of the best and worst times of my life. Um, but, you know, it got to a point, the, the older you, the, the older you get, you, you just figure out like, oh, fuck, like I, I really have to eat like, cause I'm going to pass out on stage tonight, you know, <laughs> or like, I need to pay my fucking phone bill. Like, I don't know, like, what am I going to do without my phone? You just, you know, you figure out shit pretty quick and it, it and you just kind of, you have to make a decision. Like, am I eating today or am I buying cigarettes? You know, <laughs> and like once you get to that fork in the road, you got to kind of reevaluate your life, your life decisions. I mean, you know exactly how it is. Do you like strings on our end are like 60 bucks a package. Oh when my gosh. I'm on tour. You have a chance to change your fucking strings. And it's like, that's what ends up an argument every time with, you know, groups I like either talk to or, track for join it's like yeah like man you know what it's not about you know the industry it's about like the love and and, and the art and like you, you know it's about the art and it's like yeah it is and that's very important but you got to realize too that in order to do it long term it's a product you're making a product that hopefully someone enjoys and if you can't <laughs> like accept that fact then like you're going to starve and I know that like that sounds super shitty and they're like this right. you know, that's it, but it's 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 a fact like that's what you like you're doing. It's like mm -hmm. shoes. You're like a shoemaker but you play an instrument. Like I, I don't know, it's fucked up. No, I think I think you totally got the grasp of what my show's about and what my 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 podcast is about is just scaring the shit out of people to stop touring. Like let's well, let's collectively end the music industry through my podcast. <laughs> Stop touring, and this is why. Welcome to Always Sunny. Here's my soapbox. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to eat shit or eat chicken nuggets? You decide. You want to go on tour or be happy? <laughs> I mean, like, dude, you can totally do both. Like, as long as you understand what you have to do to, like, achieve success, I guess. Like, whatever. Throw it at a wall until something sticks. But you also have to, like, be prepared that like probably i'm not sure if any like any one has ever like told you before but but like hopping into a creative industry isn't always the most secure job on the planet <laughs> i know this is like shocking news to people like oh, i can't believe i didn't make it like what are you talking about <laughs> like are you fucking high like you you didn't think like Oh, I thought the dream would like take me through. It's like, buddy, fuck you, dude. Like, this is the like reality of the art form that we do. Shut up. Shut up. Track the album, release the album. If your mom loves it, great. You've achieved something that your mom loves. Call it a day. Try the next one. Move on. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous with these fucking people. <laughs> I mean, I, fuck I, your I, expectations. I fuck your hopes and dreams, dude. Welcome to the real fucking world. This is the oh. music industry. Don't fuck them, but hold realistic <laughs> expectations for the industry you're jumping into, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, it, I mean, am I wrong for that? I just always, you know, like, fuck me, man. Like, 
man. No, I, I feel you. And I'm, I'm really glad you feel comfortable enough to come on my show to like shoot this shit. Like there's no like, Oh, Hey man, I'm really glad to be here. Oh, music is, is the best. And it saved my life and it's given me everything. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's really fulfilling. And yeah, but at the same time, it's a, it's a fucking train wreck. And this <laughs> is like why I started my podcast. Like my whole thing is like, to show people what's really behind the stage lights. You know, everybody only sees face value. They see us up there, you know, hopefully having a good time, smiling, you know, interacting with our bandmates, interacting with the crowd. They paid for the ticket. They watched the show. They come out and, you know, hopefully enjoyed our set. Really, hopefully bought some merch so we can eat that night (laughs) and, uh, you know, get the fuck out of here. But, what they don't see is behind it. Like, you know, once, once we get off stage and we load up, it's like, okay, well, they all get to go home tonight. Like we got to go, I got to go sleep under the second bench in the 15 passenger van. I you know, and like, to the, I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's, and it's what it is. And like, you know, people don't really get that. They don't understand that. And it's always kind of funny to me how, the fake it till you make it mentality has always been in the music industry. You know, it's like growing up, I didn't realize like how difficult it was, you know what I mean? And, you know, granted it was a different time. You know, we, we live in a different time where like back in the day they got paid for their music because there was no illegal downloading or, you know, internet or anything like that. You know, Metallica had a chance to become a Metallica because, uh, let's face it, their time in, in, the, in world history. Yeah. I don't think... That's that Metallica. Drumming, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Metallica drummer, became Metallica because of that same there. I like that. Uh, Sorry to, like, to off-rail. I, I do, too. You know, I don't hate I hate him, but I don't hate that. I, did you see that... Uh, that meme where it says like Trump, like the, so like they there's memes traveling or going around like last day of Trump's presidency. He like pardoned a bunch of random shit. And it says Trump pardons St. Anger snare. <laughs> Dude, I would love to like, I, I would happily pay any amount to sit in a room and just talk to, you know, Lars Ulrich and just <laughs> listen to him. Because I, I and he would totally, totally fucking do all the t- uh, talking himself because you fucking know he would. Yeah. And I would love to hear what it's like to sit on that ivory tower when you're really that bad. <laughs> like songwriting, songwriting, dude, you can't knock the guy. You can't knock that band. They're fucked. They fucking rule. They sold. Yeah millions and millions of it like it is heavy metal if you ask anyone who isn't in music they go metallica is heavy metal yeah you absolutely can't fucking knock them but at the end of the day god that guy plays like he's 12 years old <laughs> i don't know snare, like how to hit snare, but it he, looks wrong to me i don't know does it have to he doesn't have to sweat you know what i mean like he's made a career out of drumming where he's in the he just takes a back seat how come he has gloves? Well, why does he even have gloves on if he isn't sweating? It looks fucking cool, dude. Like, <laughs> put yourself in like some normie, you know, head state where you're like, you're like, I'm gonna go see Metallica, man. You know, blah blah blah. And, you know, you're like 40 
late 40s or whatever and you finally go see them and there's a show you know because metallica's metallica they can have a show they got the means to do it they got the you know pyrotechnics and the fucking ribbon dancers or whatever i don't know they have ribbon dancers now hell I yeah imagine, i hope i've never seen metallica live but i just imagine like i want cirque de soleil coming down i want fireworks i want sparklers i just imagine like this whole like fourth of july super bowl parade i don't know something just extravagant obviously i've never seen metallica ever <laughs> uh, but we'd like to imagine that's what it's like yeah like i just i haven't either but just the world <laughs> stage you know just the amazing thing um i mean i would just love to know what it's like to operate a group like where when you tour you can just do whatever you want like hey guys like we're gonna take some school buses and have them on stage we're gonna fill them full of silly putty and we're gonna set it on fire through the second song do a stage change new buses but there's someone in the and it's like yeah all right yeah cool yeah we can do that it might not you know that's fine like it must be wild trying to like set up all those fucking tours i can only imagine it's hard enough on our end of things to like have a sound fucking guy who isn't like asleep over in the booth as like (laughs) we're trying to play a show and you have these super groups out there who are like i want sparklers but they have to be green to red and they're like yes sir absolutely (laughs) sir it's fucking insane such a difference between a and b and i just need to know like how did you get to b (laughs) well i not to get too detailed about it but metallica came out where uh like they're okay so what was that so metallica was like early 80s right so you had like (laughs) i don't know like people born in the 60s so I, i don't know there was a lot of uh there was a lot of drugs being done in the early 60s, so a lot of unprotected sex. So there is this baby boom of people that were in their early 20s, late teens around Meta- when Metallica came out. And so the population alone was perfect for that music to hit. And then just like, oh shit. And it, and it was that age group. There was a lot more of that age group that would be like, yo, I fucks with this. You know what I mean? And so they gained this loyal following of this age group that was pretty much like a massive age group because people fucked a lot unprotected during the sixties. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It all comes down to fucking. I mean, I agree with that, but how do you like have years of cream and Zeppelin and then have children who are into Metallica? I feel like we took such a big step back. I mean, you had Sabbath. Sabbath was fucking sick. And that was in the 60s. That should have just kept going. But instead, okay, yeah. like, all right, we're going to do, we're going to do fucking Cream. We're going to do Zeppelin. We're going to change the whole game with the Who, which was also sick. Again, like, how do you get to Metallica? And again, how did we end up in such a hole talking about Metallica? It's just. I don't know. Welcome to the Metallica podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Vega. With me today is my guest, Mike Landry. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, I mean, I fucks with Metallica 
a little bit. I've never heard. I've never. I've never been able to sit through an entire Metallica album ever. Every album has a couple Metallica songs that I enjoy. You know what I mean? Like I've. I've never been. And also too, honestly, uh, it, it comes with the fan base too. Like I'm almost like I'm not with that guy. You know, like that dude's like Metallica, yeah. You know, and like wearing his you know Metallica shirt and his whitewashed jeans and you know um i'm just kind of like yeah i'm not i'm not with that dude like i'm i'm not a metallica fan uh, it's you know same with uh <laughs> i take showers like, yeah I take- <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it, it's more of like i just don't want to be associated with the fan base i guess <laughs> well I, I mean to be complete uh like be honest that's how I feel about pretty much everything. Just like yeah. I, I, I wish you could just enjoy things without having to be associated with yeah. anyone else in the fandom. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to, dude, Rick and Morty. I know that's like such a bad thing. It's one of those things that I enjoy the show. I don't have to talk about the fucking show with everyone I meet and try to be super meta about it and be like, no, you don't get it, bro. It's fucking, it just, <laughs> enjoy what you enjoy and enjoy it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't shove it on other people. Be like, ah, fuck you. You don't get it. It's fine. I mean, like, enter fucking Sandman. Love enter Sandman. Don't like Metallica. Love enter Sandman. We can agree on that, right? Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. it stops. <laughs> we're, we're good. Common ground. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i a huge Star Trek nerd, but sometimes I get really embarrassed about it just because of the fan base. Uh, I remember being, oh gosh, I, like, I, I was hanging out with some friends and uh this is when i lived in michigan and he was like super into star trek so it's like yeah we both nerd out about it but he also had some other friends who were super into star trek and i'm like yeah i'm not with them like those <laughs> like you're cool but your boys over there are way too fucking like i'm good dude like they would like wear their you know like fucking vulcan ears to the mall and shit and i'm just like that's cool but i'm you okay like, i <laughs> kind of envy that could you like imagine enjoying something so much that like you just like enthrall yourself with it? Like, and you you don't fucking care about what anyone else thinks. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have these ears on in the mall. I love it. It's all I live for. Like, I wish I had that. And every, you know, you'd be like, well, well, what about, you know, music? It's like, nah, at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck that. I'll do that if I feel like doing it, but it's not every day. I'm like, fuck yeah. Look at this. Look at this song I made. Those fucking dudes are amazing. They don't care about anyone. On a constant enjoyment all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just fuck people like me that held them back. They're probably flourishing, and I'm I'm here talking about them ten years later. Just like those weird. Here we are. Here <laughs> yeah. you and I are shit talking everyone else, but here we are. Here you know, we have a good time. <laughs> um. Well, dude. Um. Speaking of of uh, music and and stuff, you play in Bad Rabbits currently, 
and also crowded rooms. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, and so I, I was going to ask you, so two totally different, like, genres, sounds, obviously. Yeah. So um, how did you get involved with with crowded rooms, man? I, I was listening to them a little bit today, and it's a lot more of, like, indie groove music, and it, it's super dope, but I know that um, they just released – that album towards the end of 2019 and that was when you got involved right wow you did homework on that and that's really because i i totally forgot i'm like wait 2019 (laughs) my homework is like me having a few drinks taking a slam earlier just like like, way more more than i do so (laughs) well so i moved to Providence uh three years ago now um and I had like joined a separate group called Royal Street um and through that scene I guess I hate that fucking word I really do (laughs) oh my god it sounds so pretentious this fucking fuck you um through that group of people who play music together in places generally close to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's hard to say that. Um, I happened upon the singer and I heard he had an album. He had an EP happening and it was like a four song EP. And because I'm an absolute like sociopath, I have to do everything. I hear like needs someone on it so i had heard through someone that he had to have a guy and i'm like hey dude i'll do it i don't have any idea who you are i don't fuck i haven't heard any other music i don't really fucking care because it it ends up for me like just throwing it at a wall like i'll track on anything i mean in, in all honesty just to and i'll enjoy it and i'll do it and i'll i'll try the hardest i can at everything but I'm still just chucking shit at walls at <laughs> the fucking end of the day. So he was like, yeah, sure. Uh, and what ended up happening is we tracked the whole album remotely. Um, so the album actually got released before I had ever seen any other of uh, the uh, band members like the drummer, anybody. I didn't know anybody. I didn't see anybody. EP was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, And then it changed into this whole thing where our first show, we had two drummers, uh, three people on key, four people on keys. All of us had keys, three guitar (laughs) players, me, a singer. Like, dude, it was nonsense. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen the, like, the, uh, like clubs out here but they're fucking tiny like trying to squeeze all that on a stage and stuff like it was a great conceptual idea that Mm -hmm. sounded really fucking cool until you realize that you have to talk to the sound guy and go hey i need about 18 lines and the guy (laughs) just goes dude we're not even paying you to be here (laughs) like you know what i mean So after that, it end, it was a whole thing, and we just ended up tracking an album. And to me, like I feel like it's really 
important to not do the same thing over and over again, like the same like genres and stuff. And I, I came from groups for the last 10 years of like grunge and rock and all that shit. And I hated grunge and rock. I fucking hate, <laughs> we play bass. We play bass. Like what, what worse genre could you pick to play uh, fucking, you know, than rock music. I was like, hey, fuck that. I don't even want to do that. I feel ridiculous right now. So, I mean, it just, like I said and everything, like I just do whatever I fucking can in the hopes that maybe someday it might like pay my like Hulu bill for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Small steps, Sonny. Like really, really small fucking (laughs) steps. (laughs) They haven't gotten bigger, but there's just more steps now. So, I mean, it's fine. I'm fine. You know, I'm just crying on totally on the inside 24-7, just saying I should have just gone to college. That's what I should have (laughs) done. Honestly, I should have said, you know what? This feels wrong. I'm going to play soccer and have a scholarship. And, like, if you do well in a sport – like, you know, you join the NFL. Well, okay. So like you have high school, you love a sport, you do football. If you're good at that, if you yourself are good at that, you have a set tree path. If you're awesome in high school, you're going to end up in college. If you're awesome in college, you're going to end up in the draft. You're going to end up in the NFL. And if you're awesome in there, you're going to do great. Mm -hmm. In our industry, it's like, hey, maybe you'll talk to a guy who will change, you, you know, your whole life and maybe you won't. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's all you're getting, kids. Pretty much. <laughs> like, Pretty much. So, yeah, it's totally off track, but like <laughs> that's all it was. It was just me just taking on projects after project after EP after EP because like that's what we have to do yeah yeah well i mean you're you you have the chops to do it like you have the chops to you know play this genre and then jump way on the other side of that spectrum like you you know i've i've lurked your shit you know i'll be honest i was i was i know like fuck it (laughs) (laughs) but i was lurking your shit and i was like you know watching your videos and you you know some some videos that you made were fucking hilarious by the way uh as a basis i totally felt that like the conversation of a basis like oh you slap at the base you slap at the base like that video that you oh my god i love that movie but at the same time fuck that movie for what it did for bassists (laughs) paul rudd you're a sweet sweet boy but i want to just like soak the life out of you and inhale that last breath that you take like But so you have those, you have that content, but you also have the concept of just you grooving, man. And and your shit is remarkable. Like I, I, I felt, you know, inspired to repost one of your videos a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Yo, this dude fucks. Like this is good." Like so, uh, so here's a here's a here's a uh, tip, right? Super uh, secret. Uh, no one cares about any of that shit. I know. <laughs> I, care. I could spend I could spend five hours on that, tracking a loop, doing the slapping thing. 
it's not gonna pay the Hulu bill. That's all I care about, Sonny. I want my Hulu paid for my cat, all right? Our cat loves Hulu. That's not gonna do it, man. I appreciate the sentiment, I really do. But it's not paying the Hulu bill. <laughs> well, I love it. I, I love it, but you're absolutely right. Like it, th- that kind of thing gets so over overlooked and it sucks and it's so underappreciated only by those that like know what it takes how difficult it is and it's it's like it's like skateboarding remember when we were kids everybody skateboarded because everybody thought they were going to do it everybody thought they were going to get the sponsorships everybody thought they were going to get the free fucking shoes everybody thought they were going to be in the x games because you looked at you're like oh i can fucking do that like i can do that like what the fuck oh he's just chilling on a board and he's going like vert like yeah whatever it's like that, except you kind of, when you start doing it, you grow out of it because you're like, oh, fuck, that hurt. I just fell. I just ate it. This sucks. Well, the thing is, most people that look at something like that will say, oh, I can do that. If I really wanted to, I could do that. But they don't take the time to really try to get to that level. So it'll always stay here in their minds like that's feasible because they never try to do it. Does that make sense? So yeah, I mean, somebody like me who's tried to do it, I've tried it and I can't fucking do it. So I really appreciate it because I I've come to terms with, Oh, I can't fucking do that. I thought I could, but I can't. So I I'm really impressed by anybody who can, and dude, you I, are one of those fucks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude, that's well, uh, part of it though is like, you can do it. Anyone can do fucking pretty much anything it's just the time it's Mm -hmm. sheer hours that's all it is the first group i ever had was called cry of a drowning man and it was in eight it was in eighth grade and we would rehearse twice a week for like five hours at a time and at the time and everything it was just awful Cause like you, you're, you're, I don't know, 14 and you're like, I don't want to be doing this. I want to like set shit on fire and like <laughs> drink alcohol, like, uh, I'm, you know, out of the sink and like do cool shit like that. But like, that's all it is, is like, just from eighth grade on, it was like hours every week, hours, 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 shows, 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 hours, hours, hours. And like, I, it sucks hearing people like say like, Oh, I wish I could like do that. It's like, why don't you just like go start, start doing it. And then like stick to it. Like it's exactly how you just fucking said everyone hits a wall with every hobby. I think, you know, you're excited at first. That's the easy part. Cause you're, you're pumped. You're like, Oh, I got this thing. I love, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then, it's not fun. And then as soon as it isn't fun, you're just like, Ooh, uh, and like, that's the point where you like, like get super good is when you just sit down, you don't want to practice because no one ever wants to practice. I don't care who you are. And like, it just sucks. Like, all right, I got to put on my click track drum machine. I'm going to sit here. It sucks. That's how you get good is you sit through that every day, you practice your shit for half an hour and just do it. 
just do it. Go do it. Go do a thing. Go do a thing and stick to it and fucking practice it. Don't like complain about it and be like, oh, it's not fair because I'm not like naturally talented. <laughs> like it's all about time. No, no, I, I, I get you for sure. And the thing is, like in me, with me, I put in the time, you know, I started playing um, guitar and bass, you know, in high school and stuff. And then I got to that point where it was like, yeah, I could, I could play. I can keep up with what I like to play. So that's it. I, I like, I put that wall up myself. Does that make sense? Like I was just kind yeah. of like, oh, I'm good. And I'm like, I, I, I play hardcore music. I'm good. Like I'm a really good hardcore bassist. <laughs> Hell yeah. But there's so much energy in that. Like I can't do that. I'd be dead. I don't have the, the, the like stamina to sprint through a half an hour set. I just don't have it. You must be like, yeah, you know what? We're, we're going to work tonight, baby. Like I'm going to strap on my shorts and my high socks and my flat brim. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking hit somebody in the face. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to leave. And like, I did my job and I did it well. Every job's a little different and you're just really great at your job. 30 minutes of cardio night. That's all I needed, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just the rest was surviving on McDonald's and foot longs all day. <laughs> It all evens out, right? I mean, over time, I guess. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, I've gained since I quit touring. I've I've gained some weight for sure, and it was like, duh, because like I don't. I used to have cardio every night, and I've always been a bigger guy, but I've definitely gained some weight because I stopped touring. You know, I stopped doing the, you know, running around and jumping, and you know jumping on the kids and sticking out the mic and trying to look cool with my little spins, you know, like I don't do that anymore. So I've definitely, you know, the pizza's really hitting me now. The, the cookies, like my daughter likes to share her food too. And she has really good candy. So it's just, you know, it's a whole different game now. It's a whole different so, game. So would you say that you're more happy now or is it like a separate kind of happiness almost? Oh, I'm absolutely more happy now. Um, without getting, you know, without taking too much time. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I spent about 10 years in the band. Uh, we were a faith-based band, but we weren't the type of band that was like holding the Bible and trying to cram it down everybody's fucking throat, you know. Uh, we toured with tons of secular bands. And towards the end, I kind of started having my doubts, and which led to a lot of like self-loathing, like just a lot of guilt. and um, and I was tired, honestly, man, I was tired of, you know, we got lucky enough where like my last couple of tours, uh, we did have some tour buses and stuff. Um, but even then, you know, it was like, fuck, I'm, I'm tired. Like I, my wife, my birthday, my wife's birthday and our anniversary are all in the month of July. Now, July, that's a heavy touring month. I literally missed my wife's birthday and our anniversary for nine years straight. Yikes. You know? Um, and, and so we were a very heavily touring band. Uh, and so I was on the road a lot. I mean, I missed birthdays, holidays, um, you know, anniversaries, unfortunately a funeral or two. And that's time that I'll never be able to get back. And looking back at it, I know, you know, personally, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be able to like make up that time. And I'll always, I'll spend the rest of my life trying to make up for that time. Um, but 
Like I'm, I'm definitely a lot happier now. Uh, I miss hanging out with my friends, you know, um, on tour and stuff. Like I, I definitely miss that, but I'm just like, I don't, I, I can just be myself. I don't have to worry about a bunch of 13 year old kids liking my shit so I can try to eat, you know, like my, my phone bill doesn't depend on whether that 13 year old kid still listens to my hardcore band or he decided to go to Coachella this year. <laughs> you know, like my, it feels good to know that like, I don't have to rely on this very fickle fan base. Let's be honest. You know, like the kids that were going to work tour 10 years ago, they probably wouldn't go to work tour. A lot of them wouldn't, I'm not going to say all of them, but you know, that scene you go, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a revolving door, you know? Um, and it's cool. It's, you know, and, and, and more power to more power to anybody that does it and who's able to make a career out of it long-term. Um, but for me, I was burned out towards the end. I was, I was just done in, in, in not just the touring and music aspect of it, but just the, you know, the personal part of being in the band that I was in, which was faith-based, you know, I started having my doubts. So I like felt guilty that I wasn't good enough to be in my own band anymore. And I felt bad that I felt that if I would bring it up to my bandmates that I, they would see me as not good enough. And then boom, I got, you know, I'd get kicked out. So that built resentment on something that was going on in my own fucking head, you know? True. Uh, so definitely made the right decision, man. And when I found out I was going to be a father, uh, the morning of, you know, my wife got up, she screamed. I got up. I was like, Oh, somebody broke in. Oh, fuck. And she screamed. Cause you know, she took it to pregnancy test and we're, we're pregnant. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best day. One of the best days of our lives. I'll see you in two weeks. I have a flight to Brazil that I'm going to catch in two hours. And so <laughs> that kind of killed me, you know, like the day that I find out that I'm going to be a dad, I had to leave my wife, um, on, you know, a hap- a, one of the best days of our lives, we should have been celebrating all day, you know, like she can't drink anymore, but I'll do the drinking for both of us. We should have been, you know, just partying. And I had to get on a flight to South America and be gone for the next two weeks. Right. So that was kind of, I took that as a sign from the universe is like, this is it, man. You've had, you've had your doubts. You've been unhappy for a little while now. This is it. Like it's, it's time to go to the next chapter of your life. So I did. Um, and, and you know, I, I, I don't regret, you know, doing what I did in my twenties. I spent my, tw- you know, I spent, you know, my, in my twenties doing a great fucking thing, things that most people, you know, won't be able to do. And I don't take that for granted, but uh, I definitely like where I'm at now. I like, yeah. I like being in this chapter that I'm in right now. I feel as if it's like still super healthy that you handled it how you did. Um, it's like the, like kids who are in high school who like refuse to like drink or you know hang out or like all of that stuff and they just hold on to that and then when they're like 45 they just blow all at once (laughs) like they're like what i tried cocaine once and now i'm gonna sell my house and i'm gonna get uh a boat and like because like you have these like urges that you haven't had a chance to fully see out and the same applies to you know touring music and all of that like you need to try it and try it all the way so you know at the end of the day you've fucking done everything you could and it's done 
and you can move on from it and not have to constantly fucking feel like you're like, did I make the right choice? Did I do the right thing? Had I hop out early? Am I, you know, like, have I quit? You need that. You need to do all those things and know that, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I'm going to have a kid and I'm going to actually, you know, like be a dad, which is way more important. I think like once you cross that line and everything, like you have to be there unless you're John Mayer and you can (laughs) just do whatever the fuck you want. Right. I mean, I don't know. I assume if he has kids, he's just like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna, I don't care. (laughs) like i I don't know i mean i don't know john i don't know john if he's listening i'm sorry i don't mean it jonathan mayer but you know for us for you and me we got to try a lot harder to like have it equal in our lives because if not like you're just kind of completely end up alone you're going to be that crazy dude at the bar who's like well i when on tour with Huey Lewis in the news before the news, you're like, shut up, old man, you're drunk. And they're going to like start a fight. And it's, you don't want that. You don't want yeah. that situation. I mean, I love a great like club fight, but like, you know, you're going to be old at that point talking about Huey Lewis in the news. It's a nightmare. Yep. No, absolutely, man. That's why like, I've, I've, I'm happy that I knew, I knew when to get out. And I, I feel good about it. So, I mean, and you know, life has been cool. Like I focus on being a father, focus on career, focus on being a husband. I'm doing well now. I do well for myself. Um, And to fill that void of like, you know, being kind of here, I'm going to use that fucking word, the scene uh, instead of, (laughs) instead of pulling out, you know, the bass or guitar again and trying to, you know, do a weekend warrior thing. I was like, well, I can literally just stay home and, do a podcast and still get the same fucking feeling and fulfillment. So here I am, which is why I started the podcast. And you have to talk to me. Like maybe you made the wrong decision. The more I think about it, nobody wants to hear anything I fucking say. Like maybe, maybe you should go back. I don't know. On the next Always Sunny. You know, it's a weird color is broccoli. (laughs) It's fucking weird, man. I know they're going to talk shit about somebody. I wonder who it's going to be today. Your most embarrassing moment of all time. I have so many. Because I'm just a giant fucking idiot. <laughs> I want to talk about boats and hose. Oh my god! I can't believe I forgot about that. My favorite John C. Riley movie would be Boogie Nights. Oh, it's so he was pretty good in there. He was super like good. I, it was not weird. enough of his dick in that no, movie though. No, no, not enough. No, too much I, Walmart Wahlberg dick. Um, not enough. <laughs>